LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskan. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Good morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch 086 1800 658 on WhatsApp or text. Here's the Jackson 5 kicking us off. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Jackson 5, blame it on the boogie, kicking us off this morning. I have some exciting news today. Oh yeah, my boss, who's normally a bit of a Grinch, to be honest, and I'd say he wouldn't mind me saying this. He knows he's a Grinch, but he sent an email around to us all in the programming department to say that it's officially the start of this happening. (laughs) Yeah. But not yet. Not yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) not just yet okay it's officially the start of it on Friday on Friday we are allowed let loose and go bananas with the Christmas music so that is fantastic now as you know on a Friday we like to kick off the weekend in style with Fionn's Friday floor filler song okay so we need your help with this we're going to create a fantastic LMFM Friday 4 for their song just for you okay with the Christmas theme on Friday so Fionn is in a particularly festive spirit either that or he's lazy and he wants you to pick the ultimate Christmas floor filler song. Now, look, at, don't be giving me Last Christmas, right? You know, it's a great song by Wham, but it's not going to get you run into the dance floor, is it? To have a bop? Like, I'm talking energetic, upbeat, Christmas dancey song. That's what we're looking for, OK? So don't worry, I will play Wham as well. But... It have, for the Friday Floor Filler song, it's got to be upbeat. So think your Mariah Carey's, think you're rocking around the Christmas tree, this kind of stuff. We need it. Uh, we need you guys to pick it, okay? So 086-1800-658. What Christmas Friday Floor Filler song should Fionn play on Friday? And you can give me your arguments if you want as well on 086-1800-658. You can outline your points in in your WhatsApp message and all will be revealed on Friday. So, Get voting in. What would you like us to play? I'm very excited. Very excited about this. It's all happening. Friday, officially, is the start of Christmas on LMFM. One Direction, night changes on LMFM's 11 to 1. There's a couple of messages trickling in for what should be our Christmas Friday floor filler song, Wizard. What a great selection. Lots of people getting in touch with Wizard. Uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. That's a great one. Couple of Mariah's trickling in as well. Keep them coming. 86 658 What is the song that Fionn should play as his Christmas Friday floor filler song? He's putting it over to you. Uh, 33 Sleeps to Go, by the way, according to Santa's Little Helper, who's very busy in the workshop with the elves. Very much looking forward to the Christmas music starting on Friday. Now, that's Friday. So getting back to today. And you might recall on yesterday's programme, I mentioned this amazing amazing young girl from Lobenstown. She has a starring role opposite Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey in the new Disney Disenchanted movie. Of course, I had to catch a word with her. We're going to bring you that chat with Rachel Duff and her mum, Joan, just after these. 11 to 1. 
One of this year's most anticipated movies dropped on Disney Plus at the weekend. Disney's Disenchanted starring Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. And whilst we were all rushing to catch glimpses of the Irish locations featured in the movie, including Dundalk Railway Station, one girl from Lopenstein, County Meath, was rushing to the screen to see herself. Yeah. Talented performer Rachel Duff. Her dream came true. She was selected from hundreds of people to play the role of Morgan in the film. And I'm delighted to have her and her proud mum, Joan, on on the line with me now. How are we getting on, ladies? Hello, hi. Hi, very good. It's great to have you on the programme. Rachel, you must be the luckiest girl in Ireland at this moment. Tell me, how did it feel to see yourself on the screen in Disney's Disenchanted? It feels unbelievable and absolutely amazing because I, ne- I never thought I'd be on it before. Oh, it's I can un- only imagine the level of excitement now in your house. Did you have everybody round gathered around the television or the laptop to watch it on 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 uh, Friday? I had all my mom's family uh, and my auntie Mary and ten of my friends on Saturday, and we all watched it on a projector. Wow. Oh, did you know what? That's exactly the way to watch it on a projector. Oh, fantastic. On the big screen. Absolutely amazing. So, Mum Joan is there beside you. Joan, I mean, oh my goodness me, this is just such a level of excitement I can only imagine in your house. Tell me, how did this all come about? Um, yeah, it's absolutely unreal, I have to say. And it's only really hitting us this week, I think, because <laughs> we have to kind of keep it a secret until yeah. it came out. Um, but Rachel's a part of um, Born to Perform Stage School out in RD since, since she was three. The week she was three, because her two older sisters were in the stage school. So on the week that she was three, she joined, I signed her up and she went. And um, then that, it's Gavin Quigley's um, stage school in Born to Perform. And uh, the part came up and Rachel's photo and information was sent in um, with loads of others from the stage school. Um, and then uh, after, I don't know, after a few days or a week or whatever, anyway, it's I don't know how long it was. Um, she was shortlisted down to nine. Just wow. American, anyway. Um, I don't know how many others from other places. Um, so then at that stage, we had to send in um, audition tapes um, of scenes from the movie that she had to and she had to play out. And then she had to send in information about herself, another videotape of herself. And uh, then after, I don't know, another few weeks, um, we got a WhatsApp call from Gavin to tell us that... Um, she got the part. So Amazing. Oh, my God. I would say the screams of you, Rachel, could be heard all around Lobenstein, could it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine it. Oh, my goodness me. So it must have felt a dream, like a dream, though, walking on the set, because, of course, we were all still in lockdown as well. So, you know, things had to be quite strict. What was it like the first day walking on the set? They booked us into the Intercontinental Hotel. Oh, wow. And then we got a chauffeur over to the RDS. And we got our own tra- a little trailer there. Oh, fab. With her name on it, wasn't oh it? Oh, yeah, my God. That <laughs> is amazing. A woman named Karen, which was an assistant director, brought us over to the like filming place. Yeah. And I was filming with Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams. On the very first day? Oh, my God. Were you starstruck now? Because I would be just falling over myself if I met them. And we had a blast, yeah. Oh, I'd say so. And were they like, I'd say they were super nice, were they? Oh, they were lovely. They were fantastic. And like, so in in the movie, so you play Morgan, uh, a younger version of Morgan in in the movie. So you're technically playing Patrick Dempsey's daughter. Would I be right in saying that? Uh, Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Okay, so so what kind of like did you have to kind of prepare to get into the role, or what kind of girl is she? Well, we had to go up um, about ten times for costume trials, for hair, for makeup, and um, every day before we go up for the trials, we had to go the day before up to the airport to get COVID tests because, as you say, it was during COVID time. Oh, the nightmare! Yeah, it was a nightmare, and we had to wear masks and everything. And so um, the preparation was all uh, just getting herself ready with costumes and makeup and hair and everything. And um, yeah. And and so she, as I say, plays Morgan. Um, so she's kind of like it's the it's it's kind of going through a flashback kind of point in the movie that she's in, isn't it? Yeah, I get you. Okay, so Joan, you must have been so proud of her. I mean, you were there the whole time. Were you watching from the sidelines from the set? Yeah, Rachel, because she's only eleven, she needed a chaperone the whole time with her at all times. So, um, I had to go with her at all times. Um, even though there was COVID times and everything like that, yeah. I was allowed with her because the rest of her family she's two sisters Emma and Sarah and her dad they weren't due to Covid we weren't allowed they weren't allowed to come up to set at all to witness anything that was going on so um, I had to be with her at all times and then on the days that she was filming she had her own which we thought was so cool she had her own um, hairdresser following around brilliant costume person and director and um, makeup artist following her around as well. So there were five of us following her around uh, everywhere she was going when, <laughs> on the days that she was filming up there. Fantastic. So you definitely were like a real proper now Hollywood star, Rachel, I'm telling you, with all your entourage following you around the place. So the the scene now, well, did it take long to get right? Did you have to take a couple of takes or were you, were you fairly confident with it? I was a bit confident, but... Uh, it took us like two takes for a bit of them. Okay, so some parts are a little bit trickier. I understand, and they like to get things just right, don't they, as well? Yeah. Yeah. There was one part where she had to be swung on a swing (gasps) and really high into the camera. I nearly kicked the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, did you, I saw some of the photographs that you posted, Joan, absolutely brilliant. Like, talk about the memories that you'll have now of this forever. Uh, But was there any sort of memorabilia or were you given anything when you were going? Uh, Were you allowed to take anything from the set or anything like that? Um, Well, on the, the... We photographed there with just Rachel and Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. And on the day when they were nearly finished um, on the the filament, when they were fin- finished the filament, I just said to Rachel, will you ask? Because I wasn't actually beside them. It was Rachel that was doing everything with them. Yeah. So I was really standing back and I asked Rachel, I said, will you ask them, can you have a photograph before you go? So they, they agreed. They said, yeah, but they were walking out. And I said, I just stopped Amy Adams. And I said, sorry, I'm so sorry for disturbing you. Would you mind if um, we got a photograph and she turned around and she said, uh, absolutely, she said, uh, I'm a mother too. I'd ask the same, just the same, you know. Oh, wow. So lovely. And it was just like, great. I don't feel like I'm putting her out now. Do you know what I mean? She was so lovely. And then um, after Philemon, about two or three weeks later, um, we were in Aran Islands on holidays for a few days and we came home and there was a big box outside the door from Disney. <gasps> wow. And, yeah, and inside it was a um, special edition cast and cast and crew um, rucksack <gasps> fab absolutely with, fab yeah signed a letter from Amy Adams and um, it was it was just so lovely it was a lovely touch then that they thought of us then afterwards do you know what I mean they were of course yeah and do you know what they they come across like that and they both seem to really um, enjoy Ireland as well which is which is lovely absolutely. yeah on our first day like when we were um, 
brought into the trailer. We were sitting there and we might have had about 20 minutes to sit and wait um, before she to go and get her hair. And there was a schedule in front of us. So I started reading it and uh, realised that we were actually going to... The, her Rachel's first meeting with Patrick. So she had her little, oh my God, I'm going to meet Patrick Dempsey now <laughs> in the trailer. Which really helped by the time we got to the hairdressing, which was not very far. He was there and he was asking her all about her football and her dancing and uh, telling us all about his kids. And it was it was great, wasn't it? It was just a normal chat with anyone. It was really lovely. So oh, amazing. He definitely comes across like such a nice guy. He really does. So, Rachel, what does the future hold? Do you think you might act in the future? I do hope so, as it was really fun and all. Yeah. Oh, listen, Joan, I've no doubt. Forget Amy Adams, Rachel Duff starring alongside whoever it is in the future. Absolutely, I have no doubt. Rachel, I am just so thrilled for you. We're so, so excited for you. I mean, it's such an uh, an amazing opportunity for you and you have performed so, so well. You should be so, so proud of yourself. I wish you all the very, very best of luck in the future. Thank you both so, so much for joining me today. No problem at all, Sinead. Can Rachel just say a few, hello to a few people? Of course, absolutely. Go for it. I'd like to say hello to my two sisters, Emma and Sarah, and my dad, Noel. Oh, and, and where, whereabouts are you going to school? You better give them a shout out as well. Everyone in Herentown National School, all my deranger friends, band and dancing friends. Fantastic. And all my family, the Dernans and Smarmer and the Duffs and Lobenstein. Oh, listen, you've got them all in there, Rachel. Fair play to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you. asking us. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. Aren't they absolutely brilliant? Oh, she's a star in the making, that is for sure. Fair play to Rachel Duff there and her mum, Joan. Back to the music now. Here's Ed Sheeran. There's Ed Sheeran Shivers on LMFM's 11 to 1. By the way, you can catch some images and photos and also the scene that Rachel Duff is in uh, from Disenchanted on our social media. If you want to check it out on Twitter and Facebook, you can get the link there. Now, from the silver screen to the small screen, I caught up yesterday afternoon with the very tired but oh, so jubilant Nugent family. Winners of Ireland's Fittest Family. We're going to bring you that chat after these. 11 to 1. Oh yes, they are the champions after eight weeks of qualifiers and a nail-biting finale episode on Sunday night. It was hurling manager Davy Fitzgerald's competitors, the Nugents from Drogheda, who took the crown of Ireland's fittest family in the 90-minute nail-biting special on RTE1. The Superfit family from Laid is made up of father Donal, mum Margaret and sons Danny and Finn. They were such deserving winners of the series. And yesterday, after the celebrations had died down a bit, uh, Donal, Margaret and their son Danny popped in for a chat. Here it is. First of all... Massive congratulations, guys. I mean, uh, you and the whole family, you must be still celebrating. How are you feeling? Yeah, we had a great night last night, kind of. A, it's surreal looking at yourself on the, the TV and then kind of keeping it together. And uh, the emotion that all the family there, which you kind of, they're all nearly pushing us up the ramp to uh, in front of the television, kind of a sun crack of us. <laughs> I can imagine. So you had a full house last night. Who was over, which is... Um. Yeah, we we both families over, so we've we've got both got quite big families, um, so, and then we had a few friends as well. Um, so we actually went to the rugby club um, to celebrate, um, which were fantastic at accommodating us last night. Um, 
Oh, fantastic. So big, big family celebrations already. So take me back then. How did you guys get involved in this? Why did you decide to, to sign up? Because let me tell you, I've watched this series since the start and I... It's not not a hope in hell when I enter something like this. <laughs> oh, it's one of those things that we've we've always watched the kids as we were growing up. We've watched it for the last ten years, kind of. And every year we're saying, wait till Finn gets to Finn was fourteen, kind of. That's when we will apply, kind of. And and it says now it's time to get off the sofa, lads, because we were sh- every year you're shouting, kind of like like last night, all the kids shouting at us. But that's what we do every year, kind of wishing the all the families up the ramps or hanging hang on another second or whatever. So Finn got fourteen there two years ago. So that's we said we'd have a go of it kind of. Have a go of it. And so you have to apply, is there like a rigorous process for the application or do you just send a video well, in or no, how does it work? Before I think COVID they you would have went in and done a, a bit of a fitness test whatever but COVID now you had to zoom you, you do a few series of uh, events kind of and you video yourself and you send it in and then they, whatever criteria they need that's how they pick it kind of because we had previously we applied the previous year and we did we made a short list and we didn't uh, we didn't make it for, for whatever reason and thankfully we made it this year which is the 10th year and I think it was we were meant to make make it this year rather than last year. Kind of was meant for us, I think. Oh, totally! The tenth year, absolutely. And and Danny, what has it been like for for you, like being alongside your your brother and your mom and dad for a competition like this? Like, I mean, it must kind of bring you close together as a family as well. Oh yeah, sure. It feels great. You feel like a celebrity when you go in, when you go into school. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't been in school yet, so hopefully it's, it feels feels great on Tuesday when I go in. Fantastic. So you have to get to go back in school, but no doubt the social media was buzzing and the phone going like hoppers last night, was it? I, I, cer- I certainly was. I was, I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking jibbers like between yourself and your dad. You could nearly pass as brothers there. The elf is not <laughs> too well, <laughs> is he? <laughs> Wait, like, I'm, I'm not as fresh as him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I can say so. I say so. So, talk to me about some of the challenges because, oh my God, the, all through the series, the challenges were just horrendous. And then, of course, it culminated on Sunday night with you know pushing the the barrel up that incline, and then this new uh, what I'm going to call torture, uh, the wall of pain. So, tell me, how did you just kind of get through that? What was the toughest part of it? Um, I suppose the mountain challenge, uh, which unusual for Danny been such a good runner uphill like you found that one the toughest didn't you You, like you definitely said that was probably the toughest challenge um and then going straight into back against the wall like pretty much within an hour or so after that was just torture because it's all leg work you know so you can up that mountain your legs are absolutely exhausted then you're going into the back against the wall um, they're looking at that back last night. Oh my God, that was entertainment at its best. John Finnegan, I, John I Finnegan swear to you. His, his son was actually up with us. They were in the rugby club with us. Oh, fantastic. Up as well, kind of, yeah, yeah. So we had a great night there. He was, he was in stitches laughing as having the telly. Oh, absolutely brilliant. And like, is it a case of, because you guys obviously are so, so physically fit. I mean, you, you do so much sport yourselves in your, in your in your spare time. You love it. But is there a little bit of mind over matter when it comes to this is there like you know when you're facing that wall of pain are you literally like just come on just like just push through keep going or or is it a combination of all of it that's it like yeah even go back the wall of pain like you're just you're you're trying to block things out and Davey last night was rolling he was actually in court shouting because Carla our daughter she wasn't there she was there in spirit because Davey was saying do it for Carla kind of for Finn when he started shaking whatever but the hardest one for me was the the swamp 
dragging oh, the legs were just yeah. kind of, and the, there's no training you can do for that kind of that's just well, in you it. go and, and just find your feet literally you, go, you can't find your feet but uh, yeah. something else that was. And, and talk to me was there any training at all and, and obviously we have to chat a little bit about Davey because what a fantastic mentor and coach he's been but can you do any training for this or is it literally just what you guys do anyway that kind of keeps you that physical stamina it's probably just a broad like I do a bit of training with a couple of lads down in, in Sean Carroy's fitness the, and I think that that would be the best training if you were to tell somebody what kind of that sort of be the best training I've heard of Sean it. he is uh, quite the hard taskmaster right here in the well, gym well it's actually Fergal Fagan that he, he's our coach when we're down doing it but in Sean's place but uh, no it's uh, that's I find that training is it's stands you big time fantastic so keep that kind of stuff up but you guys like as I mentioned you know you do like the rugby you ha- you play basketball as well you- you're into all sort of different types of fitness like would you always have been into sport from younger years or where does the love of sport come from well we are I, like I've played since I was growing up like it was five or six years we always the whole family are all man into sport kind of, no matter what it's just we're competitive and be basketball tennis whatever we're always seem to be competitive well, we know and that. We saw that competitiveness <laughs> the other night. Oh, God. And uh, would you just be competitive now with each other? Like, if you were going up against each other, would you have that, like, comp- competitive streak, Mags? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, you know, um, and it's definitely not a thing I'm the female. Like, you know, you kind of, uh, yeah, we'll all definitely take it on and um, we're all competitive with each other. Um, but, yeah, no, I suppose... You know, that was the thing at home was like when you're practicing anything and you're you're right. Like, I mean, how do you prepare for some of this stuff? It's just impossible almost, you know, but definitely things like back against the wall, you know, hanging off bars, you know, definitely the competition comes in among the four of us, you know, it's just, just in us. Remember the first year we saw the backs against the wall, we yeah. all we pulled the sofa away and we were all up against the wall <laughs> in the sitting room and the legs shaking. Kind of, and there was no way we lasted as long as we did there last night, but yeah. it just, it's good, a good crack in It's the good to build that up and yeah. it's funny actually, as you say, the, the backs against the wall, because look, I'm in between two brothers, right? Like, you know, I'm the, until very recently, I was the couch potato of yeah. the family. I've only gotten into fitness myself now in the last little while and uh, my two brothers, they both uh, train you know, GAA, the whole lot. And they were doing that bounce against the wall thing. But in that moment, I was like, do not fall. Do not fall in the, amongst the two of these. Yeah, it's, it yeah. does come out in you, that competitive thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It does, yeah. And, you know, even, sorry, when we were doing it, um, there was part of me that I knew Finn had gone down and I was going, please let Donald go down before me. <laughs> you know, but we were actually in the competition. And I was actually trying to glance over to me, right, going, please make sure he's gone down before he wasn't. Are we still there? Oh, <laughs> I love it. You have to keep all that going. You really do. And talk to me about Davey because he, I mean, he probably, out of all of them, is like the one that I would love to have. He must have been fantastic to have as a mentor. For me, the Fitz family is Davey Fitz. Yeah. I mean, he's the coach and you're like every year you're looking at him and you're listening to little snippets that there was one year one of the gang get up up top of the mountain and he, they were wrecked they were second or something and then the other team he said Dunnick's team look at him they're laughing he's up they get up there and let on you're all right now. and the boys were wrecked after getting yeah. up but it was just to show the other family that we're not wrecked just yeah. that. it's just mind games with him I have to say he was brilliant to us. And like, you know, even though you talk about the other families there, even though it was a competition and you are against them, you, you guys seem to have like good com- camaraderie with them. Uh, we definitely made some great friends down there kind of. And that was par- part of the whole journey was making friends and even all the crew, the, the, the catering, the 
the whole the whole lot was just a great experience to do as a family and the memories you'll have for, for the rest of your life kind of oh absolutely the memories will stay with you they really will so uh, okay you've done Ireland's Fittest Family any chance we might see the Nugents in like I don't know the jungle or the next reality <laughs> TV series <laughs> we got that out of the way in the swamp that's the difference we got to the jungle <laughs> well I want to say on behalf of everybody listening in massive massive congratulations to you all you should be so so proud we're so proud that we have the winning family from the Wee County and thank you all so so much for joining me today thanks very thanks much thanks very much Nate aren't they great crack good few messages coming in and uh, on 086 congratulating them they are blown away by the support from their hometown here and from people all over the, the North East the Nugent's Ireland's fittest family 11 to 1 I have music from Ronan Keating on the way but first it's time to go back in time LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day, 1963, US President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald while riding in an open topped motorcade in Texas and Dallas. Uh, today is Go for a Ride Day. It encourages you to get out into the world, hop on your bike. Don't worry too much about where you're going, just enjoy the journey. Go for a ride day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Come on, yeah. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. Ronan Keating loving each day on LMFM's 11 to 1 Louis Walsh came out saying he wasn't a fan of Ronan Keating I don't know if there's another celebrity feud on the horizon <laughs> there you go he's not a fan I am though I have to say and I like that uh, still to come on the show uh, Red Bear Productions bring their family drama Once in a Lifetime to Dreyhead Arts Centre plus the Frostbit Boy is back that's all coming your way after 12 11 to 1 with Little mix, breakup song, kicking off our second hour. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. How are you getting on? You can get in touch 086-1800-658. If you missed it earlier on, we did have a lovely announcement that we are allowed to start playing Christmas music on Friday. Now, on Friday, we start the weekend early with Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song. So he's throwing it over to you. What Christmas anthem? that will like really get you going on the dance floor do you want him to play on Friday we're asking you to vote for the ultimate Christmas party song 0861800658 and we're going to whittle down the votes and see what way we have it hopefully we'll have like two song choices kind of neck and neck uh, for Friday uh, but do get your votes in we've had a couple of wizard I wish it could be Christmas every day. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree has a good few in there. And of course, the Queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey. But do keep them coming in. What is the ultimate Christmas Friday floor filler song that we should be playing after 12 on Friday? 086-1800-658. Now, speaking of Christmas, every year, for the last couple of years, these guys have gotten in touch with me to remind me about their lighting up the darkness that they organise every single year for charity. It's the Carlin family in Kilcurley. They are delighted to announce that after receiving sponsorship to cover the costs of lighting their house for Christmas, this year will be their third year to raise money for charity, which is so exciting because I would you know. 
It is. It, the, the cost of energy, as we know, is going through the roof. So these guys have gotten a sponsorship so that they can raise money for deserving charities. So in 2020, they raised over four grand for the Dundalk Simon community. Then in 2021, they raised a whopping €8,321 for the Rotunda Foundation and the NICU in Our Lady of Lords Hospital. So Roisin and Robert Carlin are completely blown away to have fundraised this amount for these organisations and they want to sincerely thank everybody who donated online. So they were uh, back uh, basically this year again now and uh, they reached out to me. So they're saying you can come and visit the lights in person. Uh, Cam- Carolyn Family Home, just five miles outside Dundalk. Uh, it's uh, in Kilcurley Court. Cortel, Cortel is it? C-O-R-T-I-A-L I have no idea how to pronounce that I'm probably pronouncing it wrong Kilcurley and Dundalk and uh, bring the kids so they are going to be switched on from 5pm every evening starting the 2nd of December okay so not just yet the 2nd of December and uh, they have a Just Giving page set up so if you go on to Just Giving and uh, check out Lighting Up the Darkness 2022 you'll find all of the details they always put on a fab fab display every single year and it's all going to so such worthy causes this year they are going to donate to St James's Hospital in Dublin and they would like to thank their sponsors uh, for their support because otherwise this fundraiser couldn't happen so from the 2nd of December Carlin Family Home will be lit up all the details are on justgiving.com now from our local celebrities the Carlins to celebrities worldwide it's The Buzz The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Louise Jenna Ortega reckons people will be comparing her role as Wednesday Adams to the one Christina Ricci played in the 90s. The character returns in Wednesday, a new Netflix series created by Tim Burton, which is out tomorrow. The actress says that when Christina joined her on set, they got on really well and that she's trying not to think of them as being in competition with each other. I kind of comfort myself in knowing that because they live in two completely different realities, they're two completely different individuals. And um, they both require something that, that maybe the other doesn't. And... And I think that they they stand on their own. A study's found Bruce Lee may have died from drinking too much water. The martial arts legend passed away from brain swelling back in 1973 at the age of 32. Several theories have been put forward to explain his death, but now researchers think his diet of carrot and apple juice may have overwhelmed his kidneys. Billie Eilish's sixth annual Vanity Fair interview is out on the 28th of November. Each time she's asked the same question, and it's remarkable how different the answers are each year. This 30-second clip was released overnight. I wish that younger me could see me now. Mm. <sighs> She'd in pants. <laughs> it's just so wild how different everything is. That's the buzz. I'm Louise. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Yes, and you can get more buzz with Eddie Caffrey on the drive a little bit later on. Now, back to the music. She's a maniac. There's Michael Cimbello, Maniac on LMFM's 11 to 1. A family drama set over one night where badly kept secrets are exposed. Red Bear Productions bring their new play Once in a Lifetime to Dreaded Art Centre this week. I'm going to be catching a word with playwright Tracy Martin after these. 11 to 1.
A family drama set over one night where badly kept secrets are exposed. Red Bear Productions bring their new play Once in a Lifetime to Drehid Art Centre this week. It's a female-led drama about two stressed-out lesbian parents, Lorraine and Tanya, who are trying to bring up their teenage daughter, Kira, with some new additions to the family on the way. I'm delighted now to be joined on the line by Tracy Martin. She's playwright of this production from Red Bear Productions. How are you getting on, Tracy? I'm getting on fantastically. Thank you so much for having me on. Great to have you. Um, I'm a big admirer of your work. I've seen some of your other productions, so it's it's great to have you on the show. And, you know, when I hear female-led drama, it's a real selling point for me. I mean, we need to see more female-led stories on the stage. This is very much your intention when your approach when it comes to, to your work. It's a, it's a common theme. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... Uh, I got. I'm, I'm kind of going back through all the plays that you know that I've done. Say even the last one was called uh, Dublin Will Show You How. Was based around um, women in Northside inner city who were under the threat of gangland uh, violence. And then uh, Harder, Faster, More was about uh, the sexualisation of women in media. So yeah, I mean, um, women's stories fascinate me. Um, where uh, yeah, they just absolutely <laughs> yeah. And like you're not afraid to go there. You're not afraid to bring kind of the the grit and the grime and the kind of you know taboo topics to the stage as well. Which, as you pointed out, in some some of the other work. And this time you have the story centered on two very stressed out parents, a lesbian couple. Tell me more about where the idea for the story came from. Well, the idea of the story came from um, I was looking at uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton in uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Oh, wow. I mean, volatile uh, relationship that they had. And I I realised that I hadn't I hadn't staged um, a family drama yet. And (laughs) being a card carrying lesbian myself, I was like, well, why don't we do it with two females um, who are just under the same amount of pressure as as everybody else? And then I was also inspired by... um, Basil and Sybil Faulty, you know, the way that they're always kind of at each other as well. And I don't know whether it's because maybe myself and my partner just come out of COVID. Okay. (laughs) Isolating together. (laughs) I love it. So you've got... But um, yeah, just just very interested in in just showing a family drama and uh, the the stresses that go on with, you know, how how are they going to pay the bills? Mm. Somebody's losing their job. They have a teenage daughter who's up to all sorts um, behind their backs. And just yeah, just really enjoying, um, yeah, just really enjoying seeing like you know four females on stage uh, kind of get catty with each other, but yeah. then they're obviously mad about each other. One of them is seven months pregnant with twins. Yes, um, so there's so, new addition yeah, to, 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 to the, it with as much stress as possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I love the inspirations behind this. I'm, I mean, a big fan of of both of those, the TV series and yeah. and the film as well. And like you say, I mean, like talk about life imitating art. Anyway, with <laughs> Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor and the exactly. back and forth between them. I mean, I love that, and it is it's that kind of you know couple drama, that back and forth, that mm-hmm. you know what goes on behind closed doors being brought to absolutely. the centre of the stage. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and um, to have a lesbian couple at the centre of the storyline is great to see in a production outside of Dublin, by the way, as well. I mean, look, things are slowly changing and we are seeing more diversity represented on the stage. But I can't wait for the day where I don't have to make a point of saying that the story is about a lesbian couple. I know, and you know, like I had written a couple of different press releases about it and and so I was like, I was like, I actually think it's a selling point, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, as as opposed to trying to, you know, downplay it. I was like, well, actually, it's it's a, you know, it's a great thing. It and is I have, a great I have thing. a gang of mates who are going to be coming up to see it, and I know that these women who are in their forties and fifties haven't seen um, uh, a lesbian couple plays in Dublin on stage or on, on, on any stage. So, mm. 
Um, representation is, is is massively important. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's 2022, and let's just all get on with it. Absolutely, the drama. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. So the plot, you know, it's take it's called Once in a Lifetime. It's taking place over just one night. You have yeah. this melting pot uh, of everybody with their uh, different stresses and things that's going on. So give us a little bit more. Give me a little more more of a taster of the plot. So Tanya and Lorraine are the are the married couple. Tanya is trying to. Um, Get into a better position in in her job, but she's after losing her job, and she comes home to Lorraine, who's already under stress because the builders are in, and they're after leaving a massive bill. And anybody who's you know in, involved in any type of renovation knows that the bills are just coming in left, right, and centre. And yeah. so they're kind of falling apart at the seams. And underneath it all is their daughter, teenage daughter Kira, who's brought her friend Sarah home. And Kira has I won't I won't tell what it is, but Kira has a secret that she's going to try and help get get her friend to help her with. Okay. So we, we kind of see the play through her friend um, Sarah's eyes because um, as, they're, as they're all having dinner and trying to be polite for Sarah's sake um, in that way of when we watch a couple um, kind of they can't help but get a bit <laughs> aggro with each other. Yes. You know, in front of a company you're going, oh God, don't play it out in front of us. Um, things things all fall apart because secrets are discovered and uh, plot, plots are foiled. Oh, do you know what? There's nothing like a good dinner party now, or a dinner, oh, or a meal yeah. for like the drama to yeah. unfold. Absolutely, yeah. I love and it. The and drink I can... is being taken. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's all. And as you say, it's that you know the little kind of sarcastic comments mm-hmm. or little sniping uh, uh, with the, the the manners, kind of trying to gloss over mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. And um, you know, as you mentioned there as well, we we, we spoke about this fantastic all female cast. There, you have a seriously talented cast on this. Yeah, absolutely. We have Lynette Callahan, Georgina McEvitt, Leah Moore and Deborah Dickinson. And uh, every time I pop my head into the rehearsal room, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm thrilled, thrilled to have them in. Now, normally you direct your own work, uh, but this time you've got yep. Una McEvitt on board to direct. I mean, do you prefer to keep control over it? Because, I mean, this must be such a huge level of trust, you know, handing over your baby to somebody else, Tracy. Well, you know, I have to say this one has been absolutely pleasurable to, um, to to hand over. Um, on top of the uh, couples having the fights, there's a, there's a lot of themes about uh, privilege and racism that are, you know, that's, that kind of unfolds throughout the evening. And so I just thought better to have, the, the more eyes on it, the better. You yes. Know? It's, a, it's the first time that the, that, that the play is coming out. So I'm, I'm interested in, in all opinions in the room. So if it had it just been me, I think it would have been a very different play. So I'm always interested to see what other people see and think like even on the last day of rehearsal we had a we had a a scene cut because our lighting designer Susie Cohen was like I don't think that works and I was like Susie I think you're dead right Okay, and, and you know what? You have to have that approach, don't you? You have to kind of like yeah. release kind of that precious thing. I'd be like, if it was me, I'd be like, what are you talking about? It's a masterpiece. <laughs> but I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you have to have that collaborative thing. That's how it all gets put together. Oh, I mean, that's the whole privilege of it, is that, yeah. you know, to be able to, you know, like this is, you know, we've we've gotten in Arts Council funding to do this. and Oh, brilliant. You know, so we're able to employ, you know, a fabulous team to, you know, to support it. And oh, so just seeing everybody contribute their skills to it is is a massive pleasure. So I'm just kind of walking around in the background of the set now going, everybody okay? Anybody want a cup of tea or anything? 
Fantastic. Well, and yeah. and like that, to get the funding, so, so important. Now, as oh, well as, as right, writing and directing, uh, you're very busy producing filmed theatre productions through uh, Red Bear Productions, which you set up with Evie McCann. Uh, like this mm-hmm. is a uh, part of an outreach initiative, which I think is just so fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, so they're the, sorry, they're the, um, there's a there's an outreach initiative called In Your Own Time. So what we've done is, after, during COVID, a lot of the theatre companies um, took the time to film their theatre productions to a really high standard. And it just got me thinking about how useful it would be for audiences to get a hold of those um, those you know uh, films. And through uh, Drihid, we've been able to uh, each month um, program a different uh, filmed theatre piece. The first one was uh, Peter Daly's Money from This Is Pop Baby. This month we have Pat uh, Pat um, Silence. Oh, brilliant! We love Pat. Had Pat at the show a few times, production. yeah. Um, and so, because my the, the kind of ethos behind that was sometimes eight o'clock at night, it's quite hard to get out to a theatre. People yeah. have babysitting needs. It might be caring for a relative, or it might be a money issue, or whatever it is um, that they can't get to the theatre, and that doesn't mean that they don't want to to watch theatre so it's just about trying to get access to theatre productions to whoever whoever wants it you know Oh, it's completely. I totally understand that because, you know, life does get in the way of pleasures like yeah. going to the theatre. So this is so accessible to people. Um, so Once in a Lifetime, it's having its premiere this week in Drihid, starting Thursday, mm-hmm. running from the Thursday to the to the Saturday. Uh, so what yeah. do you hope audiences take away from this? Um, I hope that they will be gripped um, for, I think it runs at about an hour and 20. Um, I like to keep, you know, the audience kind of at the edge of their seat. And I hope that there, I hope that there's lots of uh, post-show kind of you know conversations yeah. um, about it. Um, I hope that you know that they'll. Yeah, I hope it'll it'll be it'll be poignant, funny, and yeah, just that they that they have a good time, kind of whiplashing around and um, watching the spikiness unfold. With also, if I can get a tear out of somebody as well, I like a good tear to come. That'd be nice too. Oh, listen, Tracy, you know, you and me both. I love when a tear happens. Absolutely. I've no doubt uh, people will really, really enjoy this. Uh, judging from your other work, I've no doubt they oh, will. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with me today. Delighted. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much. Tracy Martin there. It's called Once in a Lifetime. It's going to be performed from the 24th till the 26th of November. All of the details, drihid.com. 11 to 1 with Mr. Dermot Kennedy with Lost his album Sonder is out and he posted an Instagram saying that he's going to be in Stephen's Green Shopping Centre from 1.30pm today to sign some records he's popping up at Golden Discs in Dublin fantastic oh so jealous of people who've managed to make it up to Dublin to catch Dermot Kennedy he's going to be signing copies of the album and the whole lot it's happening today from 1.30 at Stephen's Green Shopping Centre you've been warned but no doubt the, the, the Kennedy fans I'm sure have definitely been queuing since dawn probably outside Golden Discs after his announcement last night anyway time for this LMFM Job Search with thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Cooler Well Cleaning are looking for someone to join their team in a busy laundrette in Drogheda. You can send your CV with references to Cooler Well Cleaning at outlook.ie. So it's C O O L A G H W E L L Cleaning C L E A N I N G at outlook.ie.
LHK Kelleher Insurance Drogheda requires a personal lines account executive. Please apply to careers at lhkgroup.ie. And the Workshop Cafe Boyne Business Park Drogheda requires full and part-time flexible staff. Please apply to 21theworkshop at gmail.com. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Getting back to the music now. Here's five on LMFM's 11 to 1. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. You're going to want to move all the way over to Scotch Hall because it's back. Oh, we're very excited about this. How would you like the chance to win a, a week to spin? Sorry. How would you like? Let's start that again now. Come on. How would you like to, the chance to spin a wheel of fortune? Yeah. And win up to €1,000 worth of a gift card. Oh, my God. That'd be like the Christmas shopping. It'd be the Christmas sales. It'd be the New Year style. It'd be the whole shebang. Well, every time you spend €25 across any of Scotch Hall's shops, you'll have the chance to win, uh, to enter the draw, sorry, to win. So what you do is you pop your entry form into the draw drum located in Scotch Hall and stay tuned right here to LMFM to see if you're one of the lucky winners. So this week's winner is Linda Reynolds from Drogheda. So Linda is going to be spinning the wheel of fortune at Scotch Hall Shopping Centre in Drogheda. Very envious of her altogether. So don't forget, Scotch Hall. Okay, spend €25. That's nothing. You'll definitely spend that. And then you can pop your entry form into the draw drum. The best of luck to Linda in the spinning. And uh, stay tuned right here to LMFM because we could be mentioning your name. You never know. Uh, Now, do you remember the Frostbit boy? Well, he's back in a very unusual ad campaign with Lidl. I'm going to tell you all about it after these. 11 to 1. I'm going to bring you back now to 2015 and it was UTV at the time and it was a particularly cold winter weather and this guy just rose to prominence and he was everywhere because of this iconic line. God, you wouldn't belong getting fresh, but... I absolutely love it. He's such a character. Rory McSorley is his name and he's back. And this time he has teamed up with Lidl to promote their new ski gear range. And uh, their post on Instagram says, our Lidl ski range is no joke. Trust the man himself. We met up with the Frostbit boy to test it out. Here's a little taster of that ad. Oh, no, no, we're not a diplomat. Oh, no. I'm the people's dictator. Future high king of all Ireland. Right. 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 How's it going? It's Rory McSorley, the frostbit boy, or the frostbit man at this stage, here to drive through the indestructibility of Lidl ski gear. It's the best ski gear in all of Ireland. I've learnt my lesson about running out in the short tails, and ever since I've discovered Lidl ski gear brand, it's absolutely fantastic there. It's high quality. <laughs> He's just brilliant. So there you go. Fair play to Lidl. I mean, the, the, the stuff that they come up with nowadays for marketing and advertisement is absolutely classic. It really, really is. So there you go. It's uh, f- proof now that the, the gear is... <laughs> can last the, the extreme conditions because Frostbit Boy has given its thumbs up of approval. Everybody. There's Westlife flying without wings and LMFM's 11 to 1. That is our lot for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Chat to you tomorrow.
LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237.